Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and beer. I'm Ben, and I'm joined by a shifting, moving adult. Hey! <laughs> and a very still Lucy. I'm very still because I'm literally stuck to my leather chair. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, mm. Yummy. Someone's going to have to peel me off later. That's nice, nice. After a couple of beers as well, you just sort of like, <laughs> lift me, <laughs> lift me out of this chair. Ooh. It is very hot and sticky today, so let's open some beers and try and refresh ourselves. Adol, what are you drinking first? Uh, I am drinking from uh, the Collective Projects, the Collective Arts, that is, oh, um, mm. the... Gozo with guava. Um, it's a limited release. It returns for a refund, 4.9%. Uh, the art is by Darian Poisson from Niagara, Ontario, Canada. It's got these lovely monkeys. Nice. <laughs> All elongated um, and lanky. Yeah. So yeah, I it's it's again it's it's always nice to see a Canadian beer in a British bottle shop. So I thought, ah, fuck it, I'll buy a collector's yeah. one. Yeah. Um, this like it was at Corks in Bristol. Um, no flavor text because they're really big on their uh, sort of arts, so they tend to just mm -hmm. sort of ram all the text in the required ingredients and then walk away. Yeah, in that tiny little box. Yeah. Um, nice. It's yeah. I'll just be boring. You poor Lucy. Yeah. What are you drinking first? I am sticking with the sour theme. Ooh. I'm drinking a sour cherry and raspberry double IPA from Brew by Numbers. It's the nice. 55 can. This one's in red, which um, I've never seen before, so it did stick out to me. So I was like, yeah. It's, it's oh, a nice it's black nice can with like shiny red. Yeah, shiny red. Um, yeah, it's eight point two percent. There is some flavor text. Uh, the distinct tart yet sweet taste of sour cherries, combined with the subtle fresh sweetness of raspberries, uh, gives our latest dipper a deep, dark, complex berry character. A generous dry hop of citra and cashmere add crisp citrus notes, balanced with a touch of lactose for a rounded finish. And uh, got anything else? Um, I'll just put, I'll, I'll say the ratings, it says uh, malt is 2 out of 5, hops is 4 out of 5, yeast is 2 out of 5, and bitterness is 3 out of 5. Nice. Mm. They're served at 6 degrees. Did it say, did I hear you say it had cashmere in it? Yep, that's what I said. Mm. Yeah, that was confused, cashmere. I thought that that was, you is know, maybe. A generous mean, dry hop of citra and cashmere. Mm. It's a Wait, how is it spelled? A C or a K? Like, is it about the? C. Yeah, so it's not. It's not somehow getting things from the province. No, they didn't just you know, slip some uh, over between India and Pakistan. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna get Ben in on my picture of beers. Oh yes. Oh wow, that's really bad. <laughs> oh, that's even better. 
<laughs> like a lovely, lovely face. Um, okay, you guys are doing those. I am cracking first. I've got two double IPAs tonight. The first of which is from Dry and Bitter, and it is the Great Gig in the Sky. Double Dry Hopped Dipper. Uh, this is our take on a modern Imperial IPA. We infused fruity American hops with Australian Galaxy hops in the double dry hop to make this double IPA reach even higher altitudes of hoppiness. Uh, this hop rocket will take you to the moon and back. It says, what are the ingredients? It's appropriate for the 50th anniversary of... Yes, I didn't London. think about that. You planned it then, weren't you? Obviously, yes, obviously. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, so this is just says, ingredients-wise, it's just water, malted barley, oats, wheat, hops, and yeast. So it does say it's got galaxy in there, but then just fruity American hops. So who who knows what those actually are? It's 8.5%. We're double dipping on the dippers yeah and it's condensating everywhere and slipping out of my hands because it's so goddamn hot Ado, how's your beer Ooh. it Ooh. is murky milky it, yeah. it looks like so because the lighting in my room is suboptimal this is like a proper guava color like it is like orangey yellow it might look more mm -hmm. yellowy in this light but it is got that pinky orangeness of like guava flesh yeah mm -hmm. smells like guava with a little bit of tart citrus, which again, because it's a goza, that makes sense. Like it smells like it, like what it says on the tin. Mm -hmm. Nice. Oh, that is real, real refreshing. Um, my only exactly complaint what is you want. I didn't cool it long mm -hmm. enough. Um, <laughs> the first tits are, are are basically that that guava, that tropical fruit. Um, I mean, it doesn't. Maybe I should have looked in the ingredients if it says. Um, yeah, so water, barley, meat, meat, barley, malt, wheat, malt, <laughs> then guava puree, then the yeast and hops, salt, and coriander. The salt mm. is definitely mm. there. I'm not surprised that the guava puree is, you know, quite high up on the ingredients list because it's very guava y. It, it sort of, again, starts with those tropical fruits and then. Um, heads off into uh, the tartness sort of comes off later um and um again it's it's like a nice solid goes it so so, so you, you've got the the tartness is sort of really peaked but doesn't last that long um hmm. so like it's like a, oh yeah the tart and then it fades really quickly but lingers a bit um and before i even read the word salt i was just feeling the very end of the finish is just salty yeah not like dry your mouth out salty but like, oh that's salty like, I had okay. beer and chips and, like, had a bite of chips right after beer, so I still had the taste mingling, but I just had that sort of salty aftertaste. Hmm. This is GD refreshing. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, like, the the sweetness coming off of that guava puree and that and those passion fruity, sorry, tropical fruity vibes um, just give way right at the right moment uh, to that... that um, tartness from the goza which then leaves slight bitterness um at the end and then with that mm -hmm. salt it just it's a you know me I, I like i like a taste journey but that sort of is not stilted and it just like they're it's more like they're overlapping the tastes and they work really well for this yeah. brief moments before the one gives way to the other it's like yep this works together but also it's this one's turn and nice. does that a couple of times Re really excellent beer yeah you've Good. seen a lot of gozas now that they're putting salt in them 
because it's a good flavor combination like the sour and salt yeah i mean the one thing i will say is sure there's coriander i guess <laughs> I, I would never have been able to pick it out i'm sure mm. if i really focus i might be able to do but whatever it's doing i mean we had this conversation like a month ago i think yeah about how coriander is obviously does a thing but sometimes we have these beers where it's like i don't know what it's doing yeah um Probably a lot. It's just that it's negligible to our taste. Yeah. But, mm. You know. Definitely, definitely. So, Lucy, we've gone from sort of mm. one lovely colour to another. Another lovely colour. Fucking racist. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> of all the people in this podcast to say that line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know Bojo is in charge of the country, but you all just can't let loose. That's it now. We can, we can, uh, we can come out now. We can say what we yeah. like. It's fine. <laughs> Woo! Oh, right in the jeez. Let's not linger on that point <laughs> too long. Eh? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you lot can see it, but um, this is murkier than yours a deal um may not look it from where you're you know seeing it from but it's just yeast it looks like it's movie because it's just yeast in there oh, like wow. tons of it like mm. no nah, you can't see it um but it's just it's just densely packed with yeast yeah i mean even even from here it's a pretty solid mm. color yeah yeah we're not there's no sort of like light bleed on the edges you know we can't see mm. your thumb through the glass like well, you're like saying it's also full of particulate? Yeah, yeah, like full of it. Like you can see it clear as mm. day. Like, Don't forget so to take a picture are... of the Instagram and so we can actually see it. True. Don't know if that will pick up on the picture because who knows. But anyway. anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, if people like, you know, the non discerning beer drinker poured this out, they'd be like, oh, what is all that? They'd probably take it back. Yeah. Um, because it's that yeasty. Wow. Yeah. It looks like a smoothie, like with just still chunks of fruit still in there that didn't get blended properly. Mm. I mean, when I cracked open the can, you could just just smell cherry straight away. The um, smells dissipated somewhat since it's been in the glass, but um, as soon as I poured it, uh, it had this really nice, um, like slightly pink, frothy head to it. Um, but that yeah. quickly dissipated, and now there's no head whatsoever. See what it tastes yeah, I mean, like, if you look at uh, our side by side, it, you kind of mm. would wouldn't think we're both drinking beer. Mm -mm. Yeah, like, we both look like we're have like juice cast. Yeah. Mmm. Ooh, that's really nice. You can't taste the eight point. Is it eight point two percent? You can't mm. taste that at all. Not at all. You're getting. I can't believe it's eight point two percent. Actually, you can't because sometimes you get like a little warming afterwards, like just yeah. from the alcohol. Maybe that's slightly coming now, but yeah. Unless you told me this was eight point two percent, I would never have known. Um, probably at most, I'd probably range it around six. But mm. it's just that the freshness of the fruits that just—it's not too sour, to be honest. It's it's more fruity. It's more sweet than sour. It's got the sweetness of like the cherries and what, what else did they put in it? Cherries was it raspberries as well? Yeah, raspberries. Um, yeah, fresh sweetness of the raspberries. So mm. not it's not overwhelmingly sour. Oh, that warming from the alcohol is coming there. So yeah, the eight point two is beginning to show itself. But yeah, that's really good. That's really refreshing. It's fruity. It's little bit of tartness but not too much mostly sweet it's 
it's like drinking a summer drink. It's like drinking, I don't know, sparkling wine with just cherries and raspberries thrown in it. Mm. Really good. Nice. Ooh. It's got that, yeah. you know, you'd say like spine wine. So it's got a, is it a big carbonation mm. to it? Ah, uh, no. I mean, I can't see the carbonation for all this yeast anyway, but mm. it doesn't. <laughs> Doesn't appear to be much or any. No, on the surface, no. There's a few bubbles, but not many. Yeah. It's it's got it's quite just... a smooth finish. Not not mm. too crisp or, as you say, carbonated. But um, yeah, it's like a smooth drink. But it's it still retains some of that beeriness. Um, mm. I don't know how because it's not that carbonated, but you can still tell it's a beer. Yeah, the eight percent alcohol might help. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to slow down on this because even though you know I'm first year, so I'm just going to just back off slowly because it is eight point two percent. To be fair, the yeah, saltiness is also slowing me down on mm. like swigging this back just because really? there's so much taste going on, and it's like, yeah, that and like just how tart forward it is. Like I'm mm. not rushing between sips. Mm. Yeah, I, I wish this was more sour. Um, mm. So did just come from drinking uh, Cantillon on mm. draft today right. those are you know some of the best lambics ever so lambics. Mm, they were the perfect kind of drink for this heat and right. i wish this was a bit more sour just to wake me up a bit more than else. <laughs> <laughs> just to roll you on through from the afternoon yeah <laughs> So I yeah. saw you take a cheeky sip there, Ben. What's what's your beer like? Oh man, I've I've been taking cheeky cheeky sips all, all <laughs> the way through. Like, you know, I've only got uh, maybe sort of um, two thirds of my glass left, and I've already swilled out the sort of the third oh, left yeah. in the bottom of my can. Mm. So I've been going on this. It's very very easy. Um, it's double IPA. It is it is exactly that. It's a it's a very fruity sort of juice hop kind of not quite bomb. But it's, it's it's very close. It's it's definitely getting there. It's a big flavour, and that's really nice. I didn't get a huge amount off the nose. I'm getting a little bit more now than I was um, from that initial kind of nose. But it's 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 very similar, just a bit subdued on the nose as you're getting in that flavour. So you're getting a lot of tropical fruits kick through, but it's got this nice dankness to it as well, which which comes in quite quickly. Um, Lucy, you were saying. Yours doesn't give you any any sense of the alcohol. This one has that little bit mm -hmm. of heat, that little burn, yeah. sort of towards the end, which you know just just tells me that there is just a little bit kicking through on this. Um, it's so it's so easy. It's really smooth. It's really creamy as well. Um, you can you can see that it's kind of that murky sort of. Um, yeah, I mean it looks opaque as well off sort of yellow kind of slightly orange kind of color to it um and it is just it's pure murk looking at it under the lights and yeah it's super opaque can't see through it whatsoever we, we we've all had very solid color beers yeah. for our yeah. first beers today yeah. um, I've, I've just sent a picture of you two of my beer mm. if you see like the white parts on it that's all yeast Oh, it does, does condensation have on the glass. <laughs> have a look. Let's have a so look. Yeast. Oh wow! Yeah, it it, it definitely it, looks like it's like con yeah, condensation or like yeah. carbonation <laughs> clinging or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a beer that sedimentary. Yeah. 
out of a tin. Uh, uh, sometimes. Yeah, true. It's usually like a bottle I've usually seen. Oh, yeah. Hold on a second. Yeah. Honest, yeah. Let's see if we can read Lucy's message. <laughs> oh, which message? Uh, you can see uh, Let's the reflection Let's of your phone. Lift it up a bit more. Higher, higher, higher. Go up. There it is. There it is. That's good, yeah. For those viewing, you can framing? now see yeah. that photo on Adol's phone. Yeah, yeah. Well, what well, you couldn't quite yeah. see from... Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have, I would have shown it if the picture made the, wor the words legible, but I figured... Oh, no, on my Mac? It wasn't. On my Mac? Oh, presumably it's... Your phone, isn't it? Or, oh no, no, no! That's, uh, that's oh, it's that's uh, my it's Mac cooked. in the background. Yeah. yeah, it says that I haven't backed up my Mac in 931 days. Oh, that's uh, time. I need to, <laughs> and I need to upgrade to Mac OS Mojave. Yeah. Oh, Mo Mojave. I think that's the last one you should do if you want to play games ever. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Did we, we mention that last week, week? I think two weeks ago. Yeah. Some weeks. Sometime. Mm. At some point. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so just to finish off on this bit, it's very easy. It's very smooth, and it is going down rather quickly. So we should probably get into our topics for the evening, and then go straight onto another beer. So who wants to kick us off this week? <gasps> I'm leaving it up to you two. Who wants to go? <gasps> I'll go first. Um, I I played Contra. I mean, sorry, Blazing Chrome, which is a <laughs> Contra like, <laughs> I would say. Uh, very inspired by, I'd say mainly Contra hardcore. Uh, it's got a bit of Contra, free the Alien Wars in it as well. It's um, a two D side scrolling uh, shooter. Um, mm. Let's call it a bullet hell shooter. Um, well, I guess Contra was a bullet hell. This has less enemies with projectiles coming at you. Yeah, all. is it so? Just to linger on that point slightly is it is it bullet hell in that um you know i say i was gonna say previous generation but not previous generation mm. like four generations ago or is it what we <laughs> would consider kind of bullet hell now you know like enter the gungeon things like that where you are constantly assailed with waves and waves and targets and bullets <laughs> everywhere it's it's contra okay. <laughs> it's, it's <a> very <laughs> uh, you're on the uh, 2d plane going from left to right um it's 16-bit, um, so it's right. very much in the style of, uh, you know, Genesis game, mm. um, hardcore. So it, it's it's very similar. It's like even the music, it's, it's very Contra-like. Um, the, the mechanics of it, um, you know, you shoot in, in I guess that's eight, eight directional yeah. um, axes and... You know, you this screen scrolling as you're walking across, and you know enemy, enemies are coming from behind you and in front of you. Um, so it's it's very much okay. This is a love letter to all the people who like Contra, Contra fans, and but it, it's still modernized in a not way that it's like contrarian. No, not from the Contra contrarians, um, but it's modernized in a way that it's like okay, good. This <laughs> isn't like exactly like Contra, like. The Eternal Castle that I was speaking right. about last week. That mm. was, um, you know, a... Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't even call it a love letter. It was, it was just a, you know, riffing on it to the point where it's actually a detriment that you're trying to emulate everything that right. was in a, you know, 90s narrative platformer. Yeah. Um, but this, you know, it's got some 
quality of life improvements, for example, you have unlimited continues. Um, wow. So yeah, and if you if you die and press continue, you're only you're not starting from the very start of that level. The levels are usually broken up into like three sections. You're only mm -hmm. starting at um, starting at the start of that section that okay. you uh, die. So in. these like checkpoints are like sort of yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, and I guess like they have some new mechanics. Like um, you can, it, it, you also get like different guns. You know, like in Contra, you got like the spread gun and you got laser. These have mm. this has similar Rapid guns. Fire. Yeah, this has similar types of guns. I always just usually went to the default one because it's like, yeah, this is rapid fire, and it's like if I die, uh, I'm gonna lose the special gun, uh, Contra. But you know, they, they got some. Um, I think they're called. Are they just called like bots? Um, where you can get like an attack bot which shoots alongside you, or a defense bot which basically okay. gives you a shield for two hits, and mm -hmm. a speed bot which makes you run quicker. So there's different things in that, but this definitely seems like a game that was like lost to time that should have come out on like the Saturn or something. It just right. didn't. Mm -hmm. It seems like Contra's greatest hits, and they've got things where you, you know, like going to mech, or you can jump on a helicopter, you're on bikes, and you know, he has all these crazy set pieces and, um, you know, the, the mechanics always change, the enemy types always change, it always... Because that's a good thing about Contra, it's like, even though nobody ever sees past the first level, there's so many different, <laughs> like, uh, you know, enemy varieties, um, attack patterns and stuff like that, and this has that. Um, I'm not ashamed to say it, I played it on baby ass baby mode, played it on easy. I started off on normal, and I was like, okay, I'm... I'm definitely not going to be able to finish this on just the normal div difficulty. Dropped it down to easy. You know, there's no there's no penalty for that. Mm. It's like, yeah, just um. Yeah, because once people hear this, they're going to tweet at you. Get good. Mm. <laughs> Look, um, no, they're not. We, we <laughs> just to play it. How the developer <laughs> wanted you to play it. Yeah, mm. and they have a hardcore mode that you know you can unlock after you finished it on normal. So. Those options are there, and you can put like CRT filters on it and stuff like that. So, oh, you know, yeah. they've, they've got all this. Okay, you want to play. Okay, well, obviously, riffing off Contra. You want to play it in the Contra way? Go ahead. Go yeah. be happy doing that. But we're also going to make it accessible for people who are not good at Contra or not good at these type yeah. of games. They're just like, this or looks pretty. See level yeah, exactly. Um, and you can. I think there's five levels in total. It's not a long game. Oh, it's probably okay. about four or three, four hours or something, depending on your skill level. Mm. And um, and obviously what mode you're playing on. It has co-op as well. Um, oh, I should right. Yeah. When you say yeah, co-op, co you mean yeah, two-player yeah. <laughs> Contra? <laughs> yeah, two-player um, couch co-op. I mean, it's a given, but I still yeah, yeah. I should still say it, just um, in case people are curious. But yeah, so it's it's... I really like it. It's it's it's, it's one of the best looking games I've played this year. Um, nice. That says a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's got really nice like sprite art. It runs at you know sixty frames, just smooth as butter. Like yeah, no pictures, no be... slowdown anymore. <laughs> the the Switch know. might not be the powerhouse of this generation, but if it can't do a Contra clone, I mean, I know I'm being a, yeah. a bit facetious. Something's gone wrong. Yeah, um, it's on X. I played it on Xbox. It was in Game oh, Pass. I just, I just assumed it. because yeah. you're a Switch addict. 
Yeah, no, I, this doesn't seem like the perfect game for the Switch. I did yeah. watch a Digital Foundry's breakdown on it. Apparently, there is like actual slowdown. Oh my god, the Switch just saying this. <laughs> yeah, that's why I I'm used good at games journalism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me up, I'm a philosopher. Yeah. But mostly, it, it's it's a decent port, they said, but um, probably best to play it on console. I, I'm sure it's probably on PC as well. But Yeah, yeah, yeah I would imagine it, so. This is this was a perfect um, Game Pass game. You know? Yeah, that so, makes sense. Mm. Nice, would nice you game. have played it if it wasn't on the Games Pass? I would have been curious about it. Probably would have waited for a sale. Right. Mm. Um, you didn't knowing... get the Contra Collection, did you? I did. Um, yeah. And you and you weren't. That wasn't enough Contra. Because <laughs> yeah, you couldn't get too past the first Contra. level. Even with save states, yeah. <laughs> I'm still working my way through uh, Contra Free on the collection. Um, Which um, machine was that on? SNES. Yeah, sweat for that. Yeah, those are good games. Was but that yeah, after Super? Wasn't there one that was just called Super Contra? Su there's, there's Contra, there's Super C, and then there's Contra Free. Right, Contra Three was, was the second one on the platform. Yeah. Yes, because Super C was on the SNES as well. Yeah, yeah. I knew that the first sense. one on the SNES was called mm. Super because that's what yeah. all the games were called. Yeah, just yeah. like Blank Sixty Four. But I wish yeah. they kept that going. So now we'd have to deal with everything Switch. Yeah. Switch, Man, Switch, like... Star Fox, <laughs> Switch, GoldenEye, Switch. How the fuck did this get in the pot? I'm trying to think what that Bomberman was actually called on the Super Switch. Bomberman, Bomberman Sixty Four, Super Bomberman R. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. The R stands right. for Switch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the R stands um, for really not a good Bomberman game. We've uh, this year we seem to have had um, you know we we talk about kind of this year almost as like a weird transition sort of year, but actually there seems to have been this resurgence of games which are trying to ape and take from you know older games, sort of retro games, previous generations. And iterate on kind yeah, of it's the, it's as the AAA that's that's transitioning. That's yeah. giving a lot of space for collections and a lot of like indie or homage games, like Double A mm. Studios doing an homage, mm. like the one you talked about last week. Yeah, I, I don't know whether it's called? Eternal like Castle. Castle yeah, Bloodstained. Uh, Bloodstained. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's one. That's a good game. I don't know whether it's just. Uh, there's the, the, it's it's a trend for this year, or you know, obviously the de the development for the last few years of mm. these games. But whether someone just kind of went, uh, we should make a game like this, and and it's just coincidental that loads of people have kind of all no, come out with these these games kind of at the same time, or whether, as you say, it's just a, a lack of games which have allowed us to kind of see that bit of a trend, oh, which may have always been there. They're just a bit more f at the forefront now, perhaps. I think nostalgia is just in the pop culture consciousness right now. Yeah. For what, three, four years? Maybe five? I don't know. I haven't been paying attention. Disney's been doing their live remakes of um, mm. their cartoons, right? Yes, yeah. Except for the for latest one, money. which isn't live. It's photorealistic animation. Shut up. God damn <laughs> The lion um, but like, yeah, but like, mm. it's clear. It's clear that we've got '90s nostalgia for the past couple of years. Do they? 
growing. Yeah, fashion oh is also God. the same thing. Oh, yeah. No. Um, Space now. It was the 80s. Yeah, yeah, it's going. Jeez, the problem is these things are accelerating the in the internet age, so we like quickly went mm. through all the decades, but running out of decades. Yeah, that's the thing. Because <laughs> I think the 90s was the last defining decade. Like, oh no, the naughty's definitely different. What defines the noughties? Uh, I, I was in I university for them all. Yeah, but as a cultural zeitgeist, what yeah, defined yeah, I mean, the noughties? Like, I don't know. Um, oh. I couldn't. You, you know, you could. There, there are landmarks are like Ooh, you I could you can tell eighties culture to from seventies and sixties and nineties. Um, I think we're just too close. Like as soon as yeah, you saw, I didn't think there good. was something huge about the nineties, especially the late nineties. And I turned I turned out. sixteen in two thousand and one, so a lot of it was about getting absolutely shit faced. <laughs> ah, so I turned. You kind so of you check out. You kind of check out of stuff at that point, don't you? Really, yeah, true. Yeah, I started yeah. university in fucking September 2001. Jesus Christ. I'm still I started technically in university years. now. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's almost 20 years Jeez. of university. Oh, man. I could barely do three. I have this many degrees, though. <laughs> well done, I have, sir. I have, I have more degrees than the average household. Including ones <laughs> with grown-up children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yet, you do. You have more than this household. We have that's four. definitely not nostalgia <laughs> creeping in. That's just oh, so, a, a so the thing learn. we realized at at uh, when I at that wedding I went to when I was back in town with my family was oh, yeah. both my sisters are doctors. Um, mm. One's a medical doctor and the other is a PhD in um, chemistry. But mm. now that I'm done this PhD, I have more degrees than both of them combined. <laughs> we'll put that on your headstone. Yeah, I was gonna say the problem is oh. you'll have, you'll, you'll have like sixty volumes. So. It doesn't open any fucking doors. It's just like you wasted a lot of time in school, like yeah. a lot of time in school. That's what your headstone would just say: the Omniarch, all of the things, yeah. all of the degrees. Mm. I like how my headstone says my fucking handle. Yeah, it doesn't know even your name. <laughs> it's just your handle. <laughs> I've had That's my head known since by. Great, actually. That's there all we've been known by yeah. in those times. Like, yeah. We'll all have we're, numbers. Exactly. When the we're all digital over. beings. Mm. It will only be your handle. That's it. Get it? Digital beings hey. handle. Ah. That's good. That's some good punning, Ben. Right. Let's move um, on. So Contra. <laughs> what was Contra game called? Uh, it's called Blazing Chrome. Mm. Slash Contra. <laughs> oh, cool. There, there's a, it's Did like Blazing Chrome. Is that like Gleaming the Cube? It's such a good name for a video game, isn't it? But, um, yeah, like, just playing through, it's like, yeah. There's, there's such obvious... It is just Contra hardcore. Like, if you put them side by side and told someone, like, you've never played Contra before, be like, which one was made in, you know, 1994 or whenever it is. Yeah. Which one was made in 2019. It's like... <laughs> it's just... A br brilliant, like, throwback to some of the ridiculousness in, like, Contra Hardcore. Nice. Yeah, it's great. Excellent. Good, um, good. I still probably won't pick it up, but that's because I... Let's get yourself an Xbox, mate. I had one. Get a new one. Ah, but why don't I wait a year and a half and buy the next box, Scarlet? Because you won't. <laughs> or wait a year and then buy an Xbox One 
any version yeah. for yeah. like half the price. S, yeah, for like ninety nine yeah. pounds. Yeah, I that's how much I picked mine up for. Like, for like one hundred and twenty. Mm. I I kind of miss my Xbox, um, but not enough. I mean, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I I'm finally starting to play games again, and it's mostly on the Switch. I, um, I just I just see it as like so just Game Pass. That's all. I, it's like yeah. you know. The, well, I think Game Pass and like the random like, games with gold games would be enough for if I if I had enough time to just play mm, games. Like, if it was yeah. a regular thing, well, um, I would definitely want one because that's a good churn of just like I feel like playing a game. What are my options? Yeah, it's just a crazy value proposition yeah. like that nobody else is doing currently. It's like yeah, very much. Apart from Humble Bundle, <laughs> and you know well about that. So. Yeah, <laughs> I. I still don't have a PC that can run games mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. But you still have your Humble Bundle subscription. Well, yeah, because I paid for the year to save a month. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> That's how that works. Nice. So this is the All month that... you're saving on, we'll say. Yeah, actually, to be honest, I think it's the end of August that um, uh, the renewal comes up where I have to make the decision. Well, I'm going to be pretty skint, so um... we'll see if I continue. Me and Ben will go shopping in your library, and then, uh... <laughs> to be honest, I, like, I, I should actually, yeah, let you know, because I just have all of these keys. Do you not redeem them? I don't, I stopped redeeming them because, um, I, I, I didn't need a more giant, oppressive Steam library. Um, and sometimes, <laughs> like, sometimes a friend's like, blah, or like, um, so on, on, wait, what is this 8-bit, the Facebook group, uh, gaming group I'm the most active in? Yeah. They do, uh, Free Games Friday, mm -hmm. where John does basically 20 questions trying to find oh, out the yes. game. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I've donated keys to that. Oh, that's like, nice. A yeah. times. It's like, oh, you know, if someone wants this fucking game. Yeah. So, like, oh. I got Minute on the Humble Bundle, um, mm. Because when I got it on both of your recommendations, that's a game I could actually play on this computer. Um, I played um, less than 10 minutes of it total, and then <laughs> got it for free like two months later, and I was like, well, I'm giving this away. Yeah. <laughs> Should have waited. It's the way it happens, right? It, it happens with every subscription service. It happens with, with PlayStation Plus, games of gold, everything. You know, you're always I, I mean, going honestly, to find times where that happens. Uh, I end up trying to avoid sales because i the niche of games i end up being interested in are usually like mid-tier games or triple a games that i'm okay with waiting a year etc yep. and then those eventually those that's like what humble monthly is right like yeah when you, when you were telling us how great odyssey assassin's creed odyssey was odyssey origins origins that's the egypt one i was like oh, i definitely would play that and then like a year and a half Fish two years later, I got it for free on Humble. Yeah. yeah. But now I don't have a computer that can play it. So now it's just a key I did redeem on Uplay. <laughs> you see, this is why I just think, well, being Game Pass. Yeah. I mean, being to be Game honest, Pass, the way yeah. I game, that would be perfect if I Ooh. didn't have to pay for a new system. That's fair. Well, so um, not, not what I wanted to talk about this week, but um, EA, what the fuck is it called? EA Access? It's launched, it's out on PlayStation now. Like Stealth okay. launched a couple oh. of days ago. So cool. it is there, you can go on, you can do the whole uh, you know, pay that really cheap subscription for the year or kind of do a pay monthly kind of thing. And I, I I've not picked it up yet, but I'm sort of like super interested. Um there's a list of games um which are all this generation of 
games for PlayStation. You know, with it not having like Xbox's backward compatibility, you mm-hmm. don't have um, you know like 360 games. You know, all of the well, not all the Mass Effect games, right. but Mass Effect One to Three, Dead Space, things like that that, that, that you don't have on PlayStation yeah. with this option. Um, it's but still it, it got me quite like quite a few games though. Well, it's like what was it like twenty quid for a year or something yeah, like that? I, so I pay that. I don't know. I thought that. I don't know, some games you only get a certain amount of time in, don't you? No, if you pay the twenty pounds, um, you you everything that goes into the vault, you've got full access to. I mean, so um, suddenly, hmm. that's it seems insane. Like, how did a game like because obviously this was available on on Xbox for a while? How mm-hmm. did a game like Battlefield Five ever sell any copies? Like. How quick is it that's available they now do, on, on because, the PlayStation? Like, how quickly did it come to the service? You know, what are we I mean, now? It was, nine people who, maybe after it's released. Yeah, people who played Battlefield are going to play that day one. Mm. You know, the Battlefield going and buy that, play that day one, and then they're getting people like me who would never play Battlefield to pay twenty pounds a year, and maybe I'm just going to play. Yeah, maybe. Well, <laughs> I played again. the first one, and I see it as if I play one game on there a year, yeah. I've earned yeah. my money back. That's how I yeah. see it. Um, like I've played Mirror's Edge, Catalyst. I've played oh, nice. Peggle. <laughs> did you play a way out yeah. on there, or did you pick that up before? No, mm. played that with uh, Corey. Yes, and yeah, it yeah. Was awful. That's right. Yeah. Um, it, was... <laughs> <laughs> it, it mechanically it worked well, but um, it's like, oh, let me just uh, cut together like a few eighties and nineties movies and the action scenes and. Stuff like that, and let me just paste it into a game. <laughs> so, but corny. It, it, it's um. one of those. It's one of those services where I think it's it's kind of an in between sort of service. It's not quite as uh, appetizing as, um, as 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 Game Pass because you're not mm. getting games day and date with their release sort of thing. You know, mm. um, I, I I really like to. I really want to play Sea of Solitude. But I don't think there. that has come out as part of the service, at least on PlayStation 4. I don't know whether it's available on Xbox. Um, really. if, if it would be, it'd probably just be a free trial, like play yeah. the first yeah. level. That's, only that's the out... day of move on Game yes. Pass, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, I'm uh, very much thinking I'm going to pick this up. I, uh, I don't know whether I have to have a an active PlayStation Plus subscription to then play online with these games so if i picked up just ea access and then wanted to play battlefield 5 online i imagine i have to then have an an active playstation plus subscription but you Uh, have one don't you no no it it ran out i i bought a year it ran out last month so i'm now three weeks without an active playstation plus subscription um i mean it's like 30 two pounds on cd keys or something like uh, that that's, so, yeah get, get from that because it, it, yeah. it went up didn't it to like 50 it did go up it's about 50 quid a year now yeah and, or if you pay you monthly, less games yes oh, no. if you play monthly yeah. it's like 85 pounds or something 84 pounds you pay in total you know something yeah. absurd so i'll probably yeah. pick it up on cd keys but do i want to pick that up and then ea play this month Plus, then any of the new games coming out, things like Wolfenstein and that stuff like that. Also, I've this this seen the like, reviews for it, that. It mm, looks bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, it looks like Div- Division. Well, <laughs> they said it's like a looter schluter. That's a definitely schluter. not what you want from a Wolfenstein. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe 
I saw it, I was like, excuse me? I thought this was just like the old blood, like single player mm. narrative, year in and out in like eight hours. It's yeah. some schluter. No, it's don't put your shooting in my good narrative video games. All people want to do is fucking shoot Nazis. <laughs> yeah, but know. not when they're bullet sponges and you have to do it 18,000 times just to get some silver oh, Bring just back like real realism life. in video game. One shot should kill most things. Or <laughs> maim them and have them bleed out. Why can you imagine an actual realistic shooter? Where it's like Mate. you you wing him and he's just bleeding and really uncomfortable and whinging the whole time and you're like Ooh. yeah yeah this is what I what I'd really like from some of those games we've seen that are, are kind of just announced something like Deathloop where it's just mm -hmm. kind of you know you just want that 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 if it's that one on one kind of element after you've done some PVE stuff you know and you just you can just nail them with one shot. Just one yeah. really well played shot and done. They're gone and the loop starts over. But also, accuracy is garbage. Because most people aren't good at aim. 360 well, no scope with a Call of Duty cheater. And then, yeah. Mate. There you go. Could you imagine in Call of Duty if you, you just spray through a corridor and, and you, you just, just like entirely. take like three, the, the enemy takes three shots in the leg and all you can hear him in the background is just like, Oh my god, help me! <laughs> And it's just fucking brutal. <laughs> and that's all you can hear for five minutes whilst you're fending off other enemies. That's the direction that the new Call of Duty is going, though, isn't it? They want real fight. No. Go away. Like, super ploddy. No one no one moves as fast as any yeah. of the Call of Duty games. Like, yeah, super shoot slow. Civilians and stuff like that. Wait, are you saying they won't have double jump? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Advanced Warfare was good. That was the last I'm aware. Movie. In fact, Infinite was alright as well. I did not play that. No, was I didn't the, the, I, the, I bought it yeah, when it was we like... Picked, we picked, whatchamacallit, um, BF1, right? Wasn't that the game year? I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was, One yeah. was like, what about the future? And the other was like, what about the past? That was and we were like, yes. one past, please. <laughs> and then the next year, year like, what about um... this other past? We're like, nope. <laughs> Both of you can just die in fires. <laughs> <laughs> And that this was the last was time I played a first-person shooter regularly. 2016, wasn't it? That was yeah. a good year for shooters. Because that's was, when Titanfall came out. Too, that was right? Doom. Yeah. That was super hot. You know? Oh, fuck, it's super hot. The best of all was Doom. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That can still redeem Bethesda this year. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> from the E3 yeah. previews, people loved... That's going to be um, game of the year. Yeah, yeah it's new Doom. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, Otherwise no, it looks so 20, stupid in my Is that how we're labeling it? I hope so. Because, man, 2016 was good. Because Doom 2019 doesn't remind you that it's a sequel to 2016, which yeah. is the important part. Doom 2. 2? So you have to, you have to just 3, really... and then we can get Final <laughs> Doom? <laughs> when was Ultra No, this is Doom, Doom Eternal, so this... This is all Doom. Oh right? yes, it is Doom Eternal. Yeah, I mean, it, they could have gone with Doom the sequel or something. Oh, okay. Doom, or Doom with just two more O's in it. Doom, Doom Origins. <laughs> oh, they're getting O's. That's good. Or with an, uh, with an exclamation mark at the end as well. Doom. <laughs> oh, why don't they hire us for names of games? Oh, no, no one will. Uh, just uh, no one will know ever. It'd be um, easy to Google. Right. Doom Black Flag? <laughs> Doom Black Flag. Oh, then you could have a mini-series of, like, platformers. 
Or it's Doom Chronicles Asia. <laughs> <laughs> Doom Chronicles Saturn. Doom just flits between different planets. Doom Brotherhood. Doom. Yeah. So. <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> what I actually wanted to talk about. What I actually wanted to talk about this week was um, <laughs> defiant development. Uh, uh, ceasing operations. The, the Australian developer who made a Hand of Fate and Hand of Fate Two. Wow! You've hold still on a second. Bit. That looks oh like a my god! Look at that. Train. We'll try it's and like post a cocktail, this to Lucy. our Twitter or our Instagram. Can you take a picture of that? Because yes. that's that is so much sediment. That's it looks like yeast. a layered cocktail. It looks like a cocktail. Oh no, it does, isn't it? Mm. Yeast central. God damn. Mm. Yeasty. Mm, I'm just gonna drink it all. Wait, so I had some sediment. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, even that's. Uh, it's quite a. Normally, zero. I would say I had a lot of sediment. Uh, zero. These patches, <laughs> right? But. Uh, uh, you need a sieve for this. What? Sieve 4? Your body will do it. Your... <laughs> Sid Meier's sieve for yeah. beers. Yeah. The digestive system. The human sieve. Yes. The yes. Di mm. digestive sieve system. Oh. So, <laughs> Hand of Fate developer has shut down. Um, mm. it, it, you know, we've seen a lot of go a lot of studios kind of shut down over the last couple of years. It's, yeah. it's really tough at the moment. Uh, what is interesting about this is that uh, they had a very um, easygoing culture. They didn't do things like crunch. Mm. They tried to give their employees as much time off as possible. Uh, you know, help them out when they needed to. Things like that. trying to be uh, as flexible, trying to be a good employer, that sort of thing. You know, it, as opposition to you know everything we've heard yeah. from lots of other developers, Rockstar. Um, hmm. But everyone, we're gonna go horse if we have to cough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of you motherfuckers, not quite all of you. Um, and it's 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 just kind of it's obviously it's sad to see any developer kind of go under because hopefully everyone who um, has now lost a job finds something very soon. Um, but I I think it's really admirable that they were kind of trying this different kind of model, essentially, uh, mm -hmm. and t t trying to be a good employer, the same as kind of lots of other industries, you know, even in other industries, fucking there's such a spectrum of how people and different companies work and things. It's good to see or good to hear that there were developers trying to have a brilliant work-life work balance and keeping, um, you know, their staff happy and trying to do what they could for them. And it's a shame when that model fails. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, oh, what? Who else is doing this? Where are these other like good stories of people coming out? And you're like, oh, well, there's this one developer doing it, but they failed. Yeah. yeah. You're like, ah. Oh. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, I think in the tweet slash small press release comments, whatever, um, mm. basically said uh, the industry pivoted around us and we couldn't keep up. Right? Yeah, we couldn't keep Cause up. They, yeah. cause, and I, I mean, the standard translation will be long. Lo they took longer dev cycles, right? I don't know. Mm -hmm. If I had done my homework, given that you told me this was going to be your topic, um, I would have looked <laughs> at the difference between Hand of Fate and Hand of Fate Two, the number of years. Um, but mm. I didn't. Um, well, I don't think it was massively. It wasn't a big gap between. So that's them. why. That's why I was wondering because I thought 
it possibly was. three years possibly mm. hand of fate 2 was last year yeah um which was 2018 hand of fate could only have been it can't be early than 2015 yeah. yeah it's got to be got to be three years i would imagine for those but i don't know when hand of fate um started mm. i believe the company from the press release or from from sorry from uh from the polygon article based around that 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 press release um they began in 2010 so they've been around for nine years and they've only got two games out so Mm. hand of fate 2 may have only taken three years it means hand of fate took maybe five six years to to kind of get going um the big thing so hand of fate 2 came out november 2017 hand of fate 1 came out february 2015. Um, yes yes they they crowdfunded yeah um the physical like so they tried to pivot into an actual card game Mm -hmm. as a way of like diversifying i think to like get get them some cash flow in between long dev cycles Mm -hmm. uh which was successful but i don't know for how much Right. Yeah, yeah, and it, it it says here as well that um, it, that Hand of Fate came out on early access in 2014, yeah, yeah, July yeah. of 2014, and then released fully in 2015 in February. So almost nine month yeah. early access period yeah. as well. So I I don't think they've they've linked um, a trailer to the game that they were working on called A World in My Attic. Um, which I hadn't seen anything about. I hadn't heard this. I hadn't heard about it. Don't know yeah, if I mean, this it's, was it's going not even... to come out in any kind of uh, you know early access or something like that. But it wasn't even on their. It's like still not on their website, right? Like their website yes. just yeah. has Hand of Fate One and Hand of Fate Two. It was clearly yeah. like they were trading oh, on that right. game, and presumably Hand of Fate Two didn't quite make the waves in order to keep going, and then they just starved out in the dev cycle of new IP. <sighs> Which I did. Mm-hmm. I, I actually didn't have the heart to watch the linked video that they did. I was like, I, I yeah. don't want to see this game that will never be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's always heartbreaking, isn't it? When, you, yeah. when they put out like, a prototype, it's like everyone like here. You know, it's never going to see the light of day. Just play what we made, and it's like oh, that is really good. And all. So th- yeah, they did do smaller games, especially augmented reality games on mm. uh, okay. iOS and Android, but like their big releases were Hand of Fate 1 and 2. Yeah, because for a studio, you know, how, how big are they? I mean, would would you even call them media si- medium-sized? Or I don't just, I like, think they're just a small dev, yeah. yeah. Like, usually they have some, like, you know, um, production on, like, other titles, you know, they subcontract different you know these bigger studios are like oh can you make the art for us on this game or something like that and that's mm. how a lot of small studios keep afloat so i mean if they weren't doing that and relying on crowdfunding of a yeah. physical card game and i think they did know, some crowdfunding for one publisher was taking wow. you know the um their new prototypes you know two years doesn't seem that long but if you're a small team you know Burn, right? yeah. well, I, it's, it's mostly like unless you really budget well mm. uh, if your game makes enough money on release then you need to put that money directly into something that will you'll be able to tap into for the next stretch because otherwise yeah. you're done right like mm-hmm. it's kind of like um craft beer in this sense of like we talked about last week i think it was whatchamacallit doing crowdfunding to raise uh, hop stuff. 
yeah, yeah. three quarters of a million pounds or whatever, mm-hmm. and then just not having anything to show for it two, three years later. Because, yeah. like, you can get the cash injection, but, like, that's just a clock, right? That's just changing the hands on the clock. You need to mm. do something substantive. And with games, it's release a game to get another injection. With beer, I think it's differently complicated um, just because you need your day-to-day sales to go. Like, games yeah, everywhere expect yeah. surge influx than nothing or mm. small sales um i mean that's why people put things on things like game pass because clearly whoever's running yeah. game pass gives them pennies on the dollar for being in the library but okay. that's better than the nothing they're getting otherwise or like say very much you know yes. they would get in that month period mm. plus you get the pr of oh i like that game who made it yeah yeah like another game pass game i played riverbond that was it's like an isometric voxel adventure game where it's like this is more style than substance. That's another really good looking game I, I played this year. Isn't that what like... voxels are? <laughs> I guess. But it's like there was, you know, after an hour, I could just tell like, oh, this game has like it's very shallow. There's no upgrade mechanics and no RPG element. It's just you're hacking and slashing. It seems like a really good game to play with your kid, but it's right. just very surface hmm. level not much going on and it was fine i I enjoyed it it's like i put on some podcasts and i just played through and it took me about four hours and it was like yep perfectly serviceable fine game but if the reviews came out for that you know i think people would be put off buying it because it's like this is this is very much more style than substance yeah yeah. which is which is it's a shame for someone like for defiant because hand effect 2 is a really good really competent really Mm. A game full of depth, you know. It's got those those card building elements which have become very prevalent in lots of games now. Yeah, and yeah. maybe they were, you know, a, a little Before bit kind of, of ahead of their time, a little bit striding forward with those those card mechanics. Perhaps they didn't quite hit, you know, in the right time with everybody else. Everyone chasing that kind of thing. So it's just, I mean, it's a, just a massive shame when a, yeah, a good sucks. developer kind I of mean, goes under. So I never quite got around to Hand of Eight Two, and I played a little of one, but liked it mm. enough. I mean, you, you know, like... In 2014, that's a tough space to be in, so... Yeah. Um, and then in 2015, like, or whenever I lied, 2017, whenever thing came out, um, yeah, I think it was just before games like Slay the Spire. Slay the Spire. Which whatever. is on Game Pass, by the way. Is it? Uh, for PC, yeah. I might try that out. Oh, um, man. I'm gonna nice. try that out. Yeah, get your free trial, mate. Um, oh, I already but, but yeah, it like... Switch. <laughs> Oh, okay, fair enough. I mean, on the Switch like sale, like a month ago. Yeah. I was on sale. Okay, it feels yeah, like yeah, perfect. I, got, I, I, I was in Canada, and I was like, oh, all these endorphins being there and loved ones, and I was like, oh, the Switch sale. Mm. Oh, <laughs> I <got to laughs> four games I won't play for a month yeah. and a half, and then I did play them for a month and a half. Yeah, got a bit lightheaded over in there. Just like, yeah, just bought all the Switch games, bought <laughs> yeah. everything on sale. But um, I mean. Developers who have like you know poor cultures, they get shut down as well. So at least they yeah. tried something, yes. and I'm sure people will have anecdotes of working there. And say, oh, that was a great place yeah. to work. Um, yeah, and hopefully take that on with them as well, and yeah. be able to go into to higher positions, management level positions, and be able to kind of influence the culture that they they work in if they when they move on to someone else if it needs to be. Sort of. yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. think the key is this isn't an indictment of the model. No. It's just a fact of business. And, you know, yeah. especially when you're in a niche area, and, like your main move was to double down on your previous work. 
in yeah. the same niche area. Like that's a risky move. Yeah, yeah and, definitely. And it, it 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 apparently didn't last them through the development of what whatever this new thing was, which doesn't seem to be a deck building thing. Like it's a shame that they like ran out of gas mid pivot, right? Mm. It, but that's. It's a rough industry, man. Like, yeah, sequels are meant to be a sure thing, like in you yeah. know most media. But even you can't even trust on that these days. So it's rough. Yeah, yeah. It's capitalism. Mm, yeah, it's Let's... not like favorite it's not like before when you mm. could just drag twenty people in the room, get a license for anything, and put a video game on PS2 for <laughs> that barely worked. <laughs> Just interns, so constant interns, not paid anything to make yeah. these games. Uh, let's move on to our second beers of the evening. Uh, Lucy, mm -hmm. you and I are going to be drinking the same beer. We are. Um, I'll let you sit there and pour it. We are going to drink the NLM, which is a double IPA. And it's from Wylam, but in collaboration with Track and North Brewing Company. It's a threefer. Um, mm. It is. It is. It's eight point seven percent, and as with most Wyland beers, they don't put a lot of info on the back. But it does tell you that the hops are Simcoe Leaf, Idaho Seven Cryo, Centennial BBC, Citra BBC, and Sabro T ninety. That's pretty much it. Mm. That's what it tells you. Yeah. I've poured uh, it I and it looks like a I've, juice bomb. It does. I haven't had a smell of it yet, Lucy. I know you've just had it stuck your nose in. Yeah, it smells... Um, it doesn't smell good. No? I mean, I'm sure it's going to taste good, but it just what does. Is it, what, what does it smell like? It smells like, like, like uh, rotten like veg. Like or like what's... It smells like rotten veg. Yeah, oh. it's, a little, it's a little stewy, isn't it? It's a bit funky, yeah. Mm. Uh, if yours is, then it's not just the hot day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it smells, it smells a bit funky, but, but like uh, decomposing veg. Mm. Slightly, but, slightly. But it I looks great. It again. Yeah. yeah, it I does mean, look it looks really nice. A little more yellowy, but just mm -hmm. as opaque as your last beer there, Ben. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, very light straw coloured. Yeah. Nice bubbly head. It's, got, uh, it's very good looking bit. It is a good looking bit. Adol, oh, what are you me? cracking yeah. open? Mm. Uh, I'm having this thing. It's a cloud Ooh. water collaboration um, with San Diego's Modern Times joined us. God, so sorry, just I get the artwork is cool, but this is not easy I to can't read. read it. <laughs> uh, San Diego's Modern Times joined us for the eleventh in a series of collaborations celebrating our first festival, the Friends and Family and Beer Festival, inspired by ice. Their classic pilsner. We brewed a pils dry hopped with a bold and distinctive New Zealand hop, Nelson Sauvin. It greets you with all the hallmarks you'd expect from the style before delivering a modern flavorsome finish. The aroma and flavor are lemon and marmalade up front, followed by a kick of grape and resinous hop notes. The body is light, medium body, clean and crisp, aided by spritzy carbonation. The aftertaste is restrained, resinous bitterness mixed with floral notes, lasting. Juicy Tangerine. It's 6.5%, 440 mil can. Lovely artwork. Um, mm. I have missed most of the Friends and Family and Beer um, yeah. collabs in the stores. Um, spoiler alert for next week. I have the last one of that series to try next <laughs> week. Um, but yeah, I just thought, you know, the Cloudwater uh, Limited Edition 
especially collabs have a soft spot in all of our hearts. Mm-hmm. Thought I'd grab mm-hmm. that. Um, absolutely dreadful bore. Uh, well, we'll see you tomorrow, though. Uh, luckily, it's a pilsner, right? So it's, gonna, it's actually going to settle pretty okay. quick. Are you um, sure we've had that uh, bit? Really? I'm sure I have. Like, or maybe it was one in a similar can. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I picked, even though it was a Pilsner and the other one was a Goat, I figured the 6.5% um, warranted having it second. Mm. Uh, you know, normally I would I would push for the Pils first just because it's a lighter style beer. Mm. But, um, I mean, already we could see, look, you could see my face almost. Yeah. The beer. That looks like a Pilsner. Nice yeah. and bubbly. Yeah. But, uh, perfect weather for it as well. Nice. Right, that's sort of why I was like, yeah, I'll grab this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, while this continues to settle, why don't you guys tell me how your beer tastes? I'd say dry and resonant. Hey, wait, did you read my can? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's it's got a nice fruity forward to it, but on the end, it's quite, it's like the, the taste just like disappears and it's just got like, like slight thick resonant. Yeah, very much. Yeah. To it, and it, it, it gives it's quite it that, dry as well. Yeah, mm. yeah, and it gives mm. it that sort of, you know, that those those, those off fruits that you're kind of getting on the nose. Mm. That that combination of a sort of a fruity front with a with a dry resinous kind of finish, it does make it even in the flavour give you that kind of like that stewy sort mm. of chewy kind of. Feel to it. Um, I mean, it, it, it's really odd because it kind of it works well in that first bit, and then it works well in that second bit. But the combination of the two of them as a lasting flavor kind of doesn't. If you know what I mean? It's like, oh, that's nice. Oh, that's nice. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're enjoying it in the moment, but then like after a few seconds, it's like I feel like I need to go for another sip because it's like, oh, yeah, like it's drying. My mouth and it's like, oh, I need some more liquid. And it's like I'd love to have this in conjunction with my last beer, but that pile of yeast sitting over there now. <laughs> Where it's like, yeah, that's nice and refreshing, and mm. you know, you can sit that over a long time. This is like, oh, I just want to keep drinking it because I need. It's like I feel parched. Just yeah, it's it. very it's much. Those, yeah, mm, mm, those yeah, beers that. Instead of inviting you to come back, sort of requires you to come back. Mm, yeah, definitely. My yeah. least favorite quality of a beer. <laughs> mm. I mean, it's, well, it's, it's got a with with that well, dry maybe finish. I'm my least, but mm. well, it does pull strong it very yellow. It'll do very good. Yeah, it's 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 kind of it's got an orange tinge to it mm. as well. Um, yeah, had a had a reasonable oh, head to it, isn't it? The glass. But it's it's kind of I don't know. It's got that like that very very light kind of bitterness right at the yeah. end as well. So which which you don't get to experience much because it yeah. wants you to go back and sip. That bitterness isn't very long lasting because I mean I'm not allowing it to be very long lasting mm-hmm. uh, because I'm sipping at the beer again. So yeah. kind of it just I don't know I don't know I don't know whether it's just the the balance of the beer that's just not quite hitting. Hmm. Well, um, might be the, you know I wouldn't say it's a wrong day. Because it's like it's the evening, probably when you'd probably mm. sip on a dipper, you had enough of the pale ales, and you know, it looks very inviting, like appearance wise, and it looks like it's going to be juicy, and, you know, just thirst quenching, but yeah, it's going to be juicy, juicy. But, um, 
It's not. Um, no. I'm still enjoying it. I think it's just it, it's exacerbated by the fact that it is so warm and just want something that's a bit more easy and refreshing. Yes. Otherwise, yeah. Perfectly I think, made beer, you know. Yeah, I mean. completely. And I, I don't know whether it's just because it's been sat here for you know mm, the last forty-five minutes to an hour that we've we've been we've been going um yeah. that it's just warmed up just a little too much that mm -hmm. had i have, have reached for this straight out of the fridge it would have just worked a little bit better would have been just just that little bit lighter perhaps because mm. it has a little bit of carbonation to it that's quite nice and mm. it's still slightly there for me even though it's yeah. quite smooth nonetheless but yeah, I just wish it was a bit more crisp, a bit more. Mm. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Less dense. It feels dense yes. right now. Oh, that's not what you want. Yeah, time. when it, when when a, a creaminess kind of works against the beer, almost really, uh, mm. when it feels a little bit sort of soupy, kind of. Yeah, soup. Mm. Yeah, it looks like talking of soup. That who is it? Garage from Barcelona. That yeah. beer is called Soup. Mm. Yes. It's very much soup, but that's good mm. soup. <laughs> so, Adol. The head has dissipated a reasonable, yeah, a reasonable amount. amount. I, I ended up pouring the rest and mm. thus invited some more head. But, I mean, it is a whirlwind of carbonation, as you would expect. From yeah. I mean, you have That's it, what yeah, I yeah. want. <laughs> and it, it perfectly fits the Heineken glass as well. Yeah, yeah. I was When I took the picture, I like... Glass made it so that it wasn't obvious so that our instagram following won't hate us <laughs> smell is is slightly citrusy but mostly just you know it's, i mean it's a pilsner it smells vaguely like beer um the resinous kick or whatever the fuck it said before i mean i i just my nose ain't that good um mm. it's like i get i get some grape and some lemon um, banana esters anything like that clove Oh wow! It, so, head's really thick. <laughs> <laughs> like it's really thick. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, you finished eating there. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't have a moustache, you'd definitely have one after sipping the yeah. Um. Oh, that is. Fuck! I wish this was colder. I wish mm. this was colder, and like it was the first beer I had because it's um. Two things I could have done controlled because it's been sitting in the room the whole time. Um, yeah, it's really good. Uh, Carbonation's got the right kind of zing for a pilsner. It's not one of these um, craft pills which are trying to be super craft and end up like, I mean, as you saw, the carbonation's just off the chain and that's what you want. Mm. Adds to the crispness. I'm getting a lot more of the sort of, sort of citrus zesty um, zip, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. um, um, it has a slight slight maltiness just ever so slightly before the finish you just get a little bit hint of the malt during the process but again I'm looking for it I wouldn't notice it regularly which I think helps balance the whole thing to give it um, more depth than your average Pilsner usually is yeah. um, but on the f what I'm really liking is cloud water and San Diego's, whatever I call it, these people, medium Modern times, times. Yeah, um, mm. have made a Pilsner. They haven't mm. made a yeah. thing that has the steps of a Pilsner, but do other things which we commonly find. 
mm-hmm. making these sort of more standard ones. Like you hand that to someone and they'll be like, oh, yeah, that's a pilster. It's really mm-hmm. tasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but there's depth there, right? It's a it's a fully fledged like it had all these crazy tasting notes. Um, I won't bother to see if I'm matching those, but I think the point is it has a, it has a bit of an aroma, but it has a body, it has a finish, and it still retains its pilsner character. Like we haven't mm. lost sight of that, which is yeah. usually what happens when you have some of these more standard beers. Um, yeah, there was something about resinous very slightly, but again, I actually saw found the malts more noticeable than the resiny um, hops. Okay. It's not got that dank, sort of oily, resinous kind of finish to it. No, it's actually... So the malts are there, and, the, and the, they, they linger just enough to give a bit of a sweet uptick on the... Like a bit of a sweet, sweet uptick on the finish. But that's also probably because it's 6.5% as well. Mm. Yeah. That's quite a hard for a pill, isn't it? Yeah, mm. I, I sort of... Yeah. Mm. I, I, when I picked my order of beers, I honestly just looked at the numbers because it's a math yeah. episode, forgetting <laughs> that this is a pilsner. Mm-hmm. Um, because you just you rarely see a six and a half percent, right? Mm. Um, it's it's really good. It's it's it does what you want and does mm-hmm. it in a good way, and it doesn't do it in a bad yeah. way. I mean, like I'll say it again, like pilsners, just any lager in this weather, it's like yeah. like the best thing ever. I'd I'd much rather go for like a lager ale in this kind of weather. Fully, yeah. Mm. Mm. Like um, we just had. Like, yeah. Tiny so, Rebels yeah. Lazy Boy dead. It was just like, this isn't even like a great lager, but you know, it's, <laughs> uh, it just suits way better. Yeah, because it's, uh, yeah. Hot. it's just, yeah, all that carbonation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's helping a lot, right? Is mm. that zippiness, that freshness, the crisp. Yeah, mm. the crispness, and like, like I said, the slight, the citrus notes sort of helping. Um, meld really well with that as well. Yeah. Um, but there, there are these, like I said, more like sweet, slower tastes, for lack of a better term, like 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 molassesy, malty tastes, mm. sort of in the background that yeah. have a moment right before the finish, but then don't linger that long, such that you still have a very crisp finish that are giving it's just giving enough depth there. It's yeah. really well made. Pills. Nice. Good. Nice. Nice. So, let's shrink these. And let's move on to our final topic, which is Adol. What are you bringing to us this week? I I know I'm asking the question, you know, but I already know what you're bringing. So I'm remembering. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is oh this there's a game that's on Kickstarter. No, that that they're advertising. What the fuck is it called? It is called um, yeah, Misinformer is the mm. game I sort of wanted to really talk about. Which they're trying to build funding on, and it's uh, learn to crack misinformation-based conspiracy with misinformer. So it's it, it, it it's a Sounds topical. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so the whole point, the the reason why I want to talk about it was twofold. One, it's Kickstarter is in the middle, so if you're interested in what they're trying to do, now's the time to support it. Um, but the point is the startup um, that's producing and the. Produces investigative journalism documentaries on YouTube are also trying to kickstart this game. So they're already investigative journalism. They're trying to do the circumvent mainstream media way of uh, getting to the public actual facts. Um, and the whole point of the misinformer will take the elements of what they do um, 
and educate people about how investigative journalism works, what sources mean, um, mm. what's trustworthy, etc. So it's they want to teach players about fake news um, at a time in which social media sites continue to circulate large amounts of it every day. So basically, mm -hmm. they're using their skills as investigative journalists to come up with fictional storylines that mm -hmm. parallel things, but teach you how to do the journalism thing, thus know the quality and bad, good and bad quality of sources and how that can be spun, etc. And I thought, one, this is interesting to bring up, such as people care about sort of news quality. There's there's a Kickstarter right now, um, but also the for a lot. I don't like the term gamification, but like hmm. the use of games to do something more for the public good or for a sort of non just pure entertainment cause is a thing that we're seeing grow as yeah. gaming some more yeah. form. So and I just thought games. that that's sort of the, the the main thing I wanted to talk about was just this idea that we can do more with games um, after telling you guys this is a thing. But I'd actually be curious what your thoughts on what, the potential success of this. And then we can talk about other <sighs> endeavors. Because I, I have thoughts. But When you say potential success, I'm just thinking um, monetarily. Where are they in the Kickstarter? Uh, how many days? Uh, how much are they funded? They, I, they are looking for 18 and a half grand. And they have and so far they have a thousand pounds but twenty eight days to go. Oh, so they just died. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering, yeah. That that's not um I was just wondering on a money sense, um, when you say success that has nothing to do with the wider scope and everything like that. Yeah, yeah no, I, I well so yeah, so when I saying success I mean do you think this approach is viable? Yes, rather than, do you think they'll get the Kickstarter? I, I, I mean, I think it's an interesting concept. Games in the past tried to do this. Like, um, it was just this year that I played the Westport Independent, which came yeah. out in came out in 2016. I was saying how like prescient it is today mm -hmm. because that came out, you know, with the run up to you know Brexit and the election over in the US and stuff like that. But um, how it's you know, that has just <laughs> reared its ugly head like tenfold since, like in the last three years. Um, and just, yeah. As you say, like fake news and stuff like that. So, there's definitely, that didn't do it so much in the execution, but it was an interesting idea. So, I like the idea of it. Like, um, Orwell is another game on, mm. on Steam, which is, uh, it's not so much as like the fake news, but it's like, like, Passing different um, like articles and uh, yeah, working out what to, is what yeah. is true and, and and what is false. Like yeah, yeah. So yeah, games have definitely done this in the past. Um, I don't know. I mean, it as a as a game that has like a social responsibility to do this. I I don't know if games are like the right medium to get that across. It's 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 actually it's certainly an interesting one, but I don't see it as like a educational tool as such i see it as oh this is interesting uh, it's, but yeah oh. it's it's really it's a really weird um space to kind of be in because if anyone needs to kind of be educated it is gamers the hard <laughs> no it's Zed. boomers well no that's very you know, boomers, boomers do need to be educated you're right but then there's no fucking educating boomers 
Uh, whereas, <laughs> whereas, uh, sort of our generation, mm. a slightly younger generation, um, we we do see a lot of gaming forums and sites and things like that being infiltrated by certain groups because they think that it's very easy for them to kind of move in and spread yeah. their mm. information not correct not false but just the information that they want to be spread and to spin things in a certain way and we have a a right a political right which are very good in the last few years at um using the tools at their disposal you know whether it is certain kinds of memes whether it is certain kinds of games or a a a, a shared um or twitter desperation <laughs> for good journalism or yeah even twitter even like even social media and stuff you know whether it's a call to arms as such because journalism you know all of this shit that we get from that kind of side did you not know that gamergate was about ethics in journalism oh, for fuck's sake. Like, did you not no i didn't know it was about that i thought it was about cunts being cunts um <laughs> We well, need. We need. Sad. So there needs to be. I think. I think there needs to be something. Um, and I think games. You know, you saying that games maybe not the right sort of thing. I think games is the right kind of medium to do this to kind of fight back that we are that at least someone is going. Actually, here is something that can be used as some kind of tool. Mm -hmm. Of course, we don't know where this is kind of coming from. We don't know who these guys are. The developers, kind of. They could yeah. put any kind of, you know, it, it, it's ben. something that is rife for kind of tampering with and pushing your own agenda on as well. That's so, true. and it, people are something... going to be skeptical of it regardless mm. because they're not going to come from well, that yeah. side. But things. also, like the whole premise, if they do their job right, you should question the premise of the game. Yes, yeah, because they're just another person on the internet saying a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, there should be a, like a social responsibility level. from... I'm not saying that... I mean, games are art and they have the ability to change people's minds and change, you know, ideologies and stuff like that. I'm not trying to undermine the, um, you know, purpose of games in society, but I, I just feel that this should come from, like, a much higher level. Oh. And oh, that's obviously so not... But it's it, it's it's tough because I don't want. To, it, it, I'm glad that they're trying it, and they they're. I'm glad that they want to make a difference in the world. Like I watched this GDC talk, slight tangent, from the guy who made like Unravel. Well, he didn't make it. He, he was the guy who got up on stage and said Unravel. You know, yeah. Yanni and, and stuff like that. He, Is that the really animated guy at E3? No, that was a really okay. nervous guy. <laughs> yeah. E3. The um, you know, Scandinavian dude who came out there with his yarn little Yanni. And he, he he did a GDC talk. He's obviously had media training since because he was very calm in that interview <laughs> right. compared to the E3 stage. But he was like just saying like, we should make games to make a positive difference in the world. That you know that's what yeah. games should be used for. And it's like fully agree. Yeah, you can it's... see what it is, but the fact that they're having to go through crowdfunding, like maybe if this was like something where, okay, I don't know a a. You know, they had this fund from the government or something like yeah. that. And it's like, okay, we're going to put this educational tool in it. You know, we're going to gamify it and put it in a game. And you see like, yeah. oh, this was um, funded by this trust and this trust and this trust. But the fact that they're going on Kickstarter and it's like all the people who are going to be supporting this probably share the ideology of the people yeah. making it. And that's going to 
bend it in a certain way because yeah Kickstarters... you're already catering to an audience as such well, yeah, yeah. But the, the big problem with fake news is echo chambers so how do you guarantee yeah. you get e even if you don't pander to the people who are supporting you, mm. you still need to reach the people who aren't supporting yeah, exactly. you. Exactly. Your actual demographic. So and they're going to be skeptical regardless because yeah. they're not. They're but like, so, this is different from what I believe. Oh, so so I think like the key to this is that you, they need to write it, which is really challenging in such a way that it's about literally just about what counts as a good source and conveying that to the gamer and mm -hmm. not politicized thing they might have opinions on and based on that this is good this is bad it cannot be politicized if if the point is this is what makes good journalism and this will make bad journalism you can't use things that look like something i have prior ideas about because then the de mm. the human default is no go die in a fire you're 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 trying to convince me of this thing i know is right you must mm -hmm. be on the enemy um the the other the one thing i did want to say is i guess when we're talking about like responsibility, so I think we're at this point where games uh, are not only art but they're functioning as art in the culture, such that mm. they can eat in different ways. And I yeah. think that's super important because they've always been art, but in a way that was sort of juvenilized, infantilized. That's the word. Juvenilized, yeah. I like more actually. Juvenilized is very good. Yeah, good that's a good word. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now we're getting to a point where it's not, and thus the influence can be on this wider scope. My worry mm -hmm. here is, by making it a game by a developer who, what's their gaming pedigree? It's so there's a difference between a game and and a piece of interactive technology, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. um, and that is entertainment. And I don't know if they have the entertainment chops to do this because I do mm. think games like movies have a this this tension of the art and the entertainment. Um, but like as an interactive like. I could easily see this be, being a thing, and like Lucy was saying, it's, it makes sense that like if it had like global funding, less or like some bucket of funding they could appeal to, to just educate people on what's a good source and make it fun because the dry government version no one pays attention to, mm -hmm. and so like it's I think this lives in the middle ground of like it can't be a gamey game. It needs to take the strengths of games, but still do that functional, informative role. But also means people are not really going to seek it out unless they are looking for that informative. Yeah. Role. Sorry, mm -hmm. you remember those BBC things that I sent you over like yes. a couple months ago? It's like this is Jimmy, and he's addicted to gaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just thinking, oh god, if it was like commissioned by like the BBC or something like that, it would that'd probably that. be even worse. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but but so that's part of the problem as well. Like we're talking about, kind of like funding and how they're going to kickstart to look for funding and stuff. But who can they go to? Who doesn't as, a, like as a government body who is not who doesn't sway one way or the other? You know what government in in the fucking world right now doesn't want media to be swayed in a certain way? Mm -hmm. Tuvalu, but that's because they have the dot TV domain, so they're just looking mm -hmm. to make their cash. I don't know no, much about you, 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 you can't go to. You know, what, what, and what funding is there? Like, what funding does the UK currently provide for games? And if you turn to them and said, "Hey, we're looking to make a game which makes people very aware about fake news and mm -hmm. how to pass different sources and things," for the head of that funding, who's been put in place by the current government, to yeah. be like. Yeah, we don't really yeah. want yeah. people to know about that. <laughs> I'm not going to give we you that. Also, like, e even like if they somehow did it, ignorant. people wouldn't try. 
Yeah. Mm, so exactly. I, I think that Kickstarter is not a bad move, but I think the, what this highlights is, like I said uh, earlier, like the the cases they use, like the, like whatever the stories are that you like, Misinformer is going to be about. They kind of have to be super generic and about like if what they're trying to do is convey what journalism counts, they can't do anything loaded because that just immediately puts blinders on and mm. that will throw at exactly the population you're trying to convince on both yeah. sides. And that doesn't sound like a very good, interesting um, game at the end mm. of the day, you know? Yeah, but mm. like, I do think there's this weird sales pitch, I guess what I was saying with my comments. Yeah, like, absolutely. How do you sell this as an informative thing, but also mm -hmm. a game? Because the informative yeah. thing might get some boomers, the game will. No. It's like, boomers it's like... are actually the biggest like I've read some studies the boomers are the biggest culprits on fake news circulation because they're not used to things looking professional and being made by whoever Yahoo yeah well, people of our, our age you're like yeah I could make that I could make yeah. that obviously I'm gonna trust yep. it because it looks like a slick website okay, exactly exactly and it's why it's why I never share fucking anything on social media yeah, apart from something that. i know that i can i can i can read it and they have sourced all of their information i and those sources are and i've been able to go to those sources and verify information you know and it's it's kind of you know they're reporting on say like real world accounts from multiple yeah. sources and things like i'm so careful these days about what i share that there definitely needs to be something like this there to make people more aware of being more informed and understanding yeah. where information is coming from and knowing you know what publication is funded by who and things like that you know and it, people just going like oh I'll just share this thing and not realizing that it's been funded by someone mm. or a group of people who very much want you to think in this very certain way you know people don't know about this sort of shit no I mean, so and I mean, even like trusted websites people don't know oh this one census the other way and it's well, very I mean, you get that was like maybe the guardian but... no but it's like some people have read the guardian their entire life oh what really <laughs> and they're just like well, so... because they would have read that and it's like it you you can't you can't tell sometimes it's like you know if you're coming from an outsider it's like oh yeah this is definitely right leaning or left leaning yeah. like fair enough. but it's like oh yeah i've been reading that all it's like as well, you say, like, boomers. They're not going yeah. to be able to look at the Guardian as the, as the slightly left slash intellectual UK thing, mm -hmm. and the Daily Mail being the right wing <laughs> sort of. Nobody more reads common. the Daily Mail for anything but celebrity. Yes, news. old people. Old people but read the Daily do, Mail. The All thing, of the right? old people what, read for the actual Daily news. Mail. Yes. Yeah. Other that's than the biggest problem. Yeah, that yeah. is how. That is how. Like everyone over sixty is informed about news these yeah, days. Because the Daily Guardian Mail, like. is for pretentious people, etc. But like, yeah. but when you contrast that with like well, the Independent and the and Breitbart, which both are polished, they have no barometer, right? Like when you grew up with newspapers, and they both had to like be somewhat center appealed because they still had to sell enough subscriptions such that like obviously they're not the same but they're close-ish but then you have things like Breitbart which is do doesn't like they don't want like they won't have an agenda and yeah. they have external funding the point is to say things in a Daily Mail-esque way that are way more reactionary and exactly. the tone difference similarities convince people 
uh, exactly yeah, and a, similar, a clever way to pull you in to relate of, you to the story as well yeah but like there's mm. people who read like the independent and these other like far left rags which are just as raggy in the sense of i'm not trying to be uh, I, i'm being a disingenuous journalist i'm trying to spin a thing in a way because i think my ideology is better and because both these exist people are now just like uh both sides and it's like yeah. well not really so, so something like something like this something like this, we just this want, yeah experience would work would work quite well for for like us for those of us that are slightly informed as part of our kind of our wider experience our wider reading like I'm currently absolutely churning through this for everyone who can actually see. Can you read what the title out loud for so, our for the audio listeners? YouTube. Yes, I'm currently reading "Dark Money: How a Secretive Group of Billionaires Is Trying to Buy Political Control in the U.S.", and it's the it's one of the most fucking interesting books I've ever read. But looks like a grown-up book. It doesn't even have any pretty <laughs> pictures on the front. I'm like, but this looks, uh... I can see, I can see how this technological experience this interactive experience would work well with for someone like me yeah who is already thinking about this kind of thing but just giving it to the standard kind of uh, person who just plays a little bit of call of duty every now and again who plays well, a little bit of fifa every now and again the gamey like, gaminess of it right yeah i don't know kind of it, it seems good on paper but it, it's hard to see where it's it fits for a in. very niche audience yeah. very niche yeah and, I, and mm. as soon as you admit that it's for a niche audience like well how fucking much does this niche audience need to be told sources are like i'm not saying we can't learn anything from it like i'm not oh, pretending yeah. like i know all the things but i'm just mm -hmm. saying like the aim seems to be god we need to fix this and then it's like but this particular path how much will this actually fix it i i i'm not yeah i'll just take the nihilistic point of view where the generation before Games us don't need exist. to die now. They need to die out, and we need to die out. And probably the generation after us, just well. Well, I promise we're all gonna die out. And the problem yeah. of climate change. Uh, well, it's for the better, mate. Yeah. Start again. <laughs> we're running out of giraffes. The world is running out of giraffes. And elephants That's a and shame. rhinos. But if it you know, takes, if it takes, if it takes the humans out, then for the greater good at the end of the day. Hey, at least a load of people will be able to sail around on the Titanic with absolutely no worry about icebergs anywhere. No. Because there are fucking 20, 22, none. 22, right? There's mm. none. There are still icebergs, there are still nuns, and the Titanic 2, made to spec, isn't out for another few years. Titanic yes. 2? They're yes. rebuilding the Titanic. The boat, the real boat, they're, re they're rebuilding it. Like, they're rebuilding you know, it? From the old scrap? Oh, or just... No, 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 no. They've <laughs> taken the original... Blueprints. Some rich people have taken the blueprints and are, have started constructing another Titanic and have committed that its maiden voyage will be the exact same route. But as Ben pointed out, and as many people on Twitter pointed out, mm -hmm. it doesn't have the risks because we don't have them icebergs no more. <laughs> well, They're gone. All that ridiculous amount of money spent will not go down. Hey, welcome, to, welcome to late stage capitalism. Where you oh, spend uh, money because uh, why not? This is a complete flight of fancy for just one random bloke. It's like, I got all the fucking money. Right, I just yeah. rebuild the Titanic. Fuck it. You know, just rebuild some icebergs for them poor goddamn polar bears instead. Yeah, rather yeah, than, there's rather no than funding. There's no technology that can rebuild icebergs because the world's getting warmer. So to be honest, I was like praising the sun gods and 
greeting global warming considering it was like I, I could tan today so there you go <laughs> like yes is Apollo your favorite god from the Pantheon? <laughs> did any of you play Apotheon? That was yes, a good I did, game. yeah. I, yeah. I, I like really the art, I, I didn't I love think that. the gameplay was okay. The game, but I definitely talked like... about it mm. on the pod, but oh. I think this was back when Alex Malpass and not this year was Yes, it was a long time yes. ago, yeah. 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 It was like that two-tone black and orange Yeah, like it looked like a Grecian pot. Yes. It was an urn platformer. Yay! I thought it was so enjoyable. It was really good. It was a Metroid You turned into a giant... Fucking yeah. Being yeah, but you were just, and smash you, another you were giant still basically on an urn. It was just the slightly yeah. big. And you could be like Dionysus and just get you drunk. Throw spears and I, shit I, like that. I think I had <laughs> yeah. that on. I guess it must have been PlayStation Plus right when I first got I had my PlayStation PS4. Plus too. Yeah. 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 yeah that's I really how like that game. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Let's all play that and talk about it next week. To be. I would, you know, I was, I was so tempted to get it on like Steam because no, like, it definitely. I don't have it on PlayStation anymore, so it's like. Wait. Oh. Yeah, with my subscription lapse, so yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. I should just buy it. You're, you're both in the exact same PlayStation boat. We are, yes. and like, I'm sure Ben's library is much bigger than mine. Though. I literally have two games on PlayStation. <laughs> oh, Apotheon yes. and so I something had, else, Xenodrifters. <laughs> I had a couple of years where I had both Xbox and PlayStation mm. and never got through the games I was interested in. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it's this weird moment of like... It was really good the first time I let go of a subscription because I let go of the like, shit, I need to play this just in case I let go of the subscription. But also, yeah. these are all vaporware. Like, yeah. I never owned this game. Yeah. It didn't matter yeah. that I had yeah. access to it. Yeah. I didn't have the time. I... And I'm not spending, I, I'm not going to continuously subscribe to all of the things. Yeah. Like, I, 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 the I, I, reason why I like the way Humble does it on the PC is they've got their trove. Mm -hmm. Which they yeah, don't tell you what's in it really. So when you're a humble monthly subscriber, you get access to the trove, but they don't make a big deal of it. So you don't feel like this is what you're losing out by canceling your subscription. It's just a bonus of like a hundred odd games, mm -hmm. uh, and they're all like these interesting indie gems. Yeah, and they and then the monthly is a permanent copy of the game. Yeah. And we unlock the trove several months down the line for everybody as well. Mm -hmm. It's cool. Because I want that bird game. What's it called? A short hike. I saw a trailer for it again. Just yeah. this bird. This little bird going around. Flying. I like birds. Nice. Yeah. I have a look if it's on your trove. Or your... I, I, started, I started Moonlighter up again today. Because the, the Between Worlds, Between Dimensions DLC is coming out. Yeah. And I'm in my shop. You know, as, as part of it. Wait, this is selling... the crawler that you upgrade in the shop? Yeah, dungeon, dungeon crawler, which you then sell the wares, yeah, that you, the, the, yeah. all the, the loot that drops in the shop. So, I'm in the shop, and I'm working the shop, you know, selling loot that people want. And suddenly, this motherfucking bird just, just flies in, and, and and just tries to take some shit. And I'm like, fucking hell, all right, fucking. You and you it? just you, you tumble, and you fight this bird, and it just but flies in the non off again. Fighting area of the game. Yeah, you don't fight. Yeah, you don't actually fight it. It's just a cloud of smoke and stuff happens in that oh fucking looney tune style yeah yeah very looney tune style like nice. I'm like yeah. wow uh, okay it's not it's not they've not just upgraded this game in terms of um you know new yeah. areas to explore and new new dungeons to crawl and things actually in the in in the above world kind of shop management sort of stuff they've done a load of things as well and suddenly this this guy who is a crocodile 
came in as well. Like, <laughs> all right, fucking hell, crocodile guy, sure. And you know, there's they've they've added loads of stuff to this game. Good, just like, nice. The yeah. biggest complaint I heard about it was it was a little thin. Past the yeah, past the themed sort of dungeons and you know well, obviously the so themed loot that I you think, get. Yes, yeah. it's the same sort of over and over again. But also but they, like once you figure out the the way the loot works, you kind of just like you. You, it's really easy to figure out how to min-max the items, and then you're not even playing the selling part well because you are very much know. exactly. So and like, a lot of you know the price. The price will always um, save as well. So mm -hmm. when you when you put an item on sale in your shop, mm -hmm. it will just populate with the last price you sold it at. So you, then you know you no longer need yeah, to do so, anything. And they yeah. seem to have balanced that a little bit more as well because I had items on sale. Which people were then coming in and being like, nah, I don't want it at this price. Good. Like, oh, I mean, okay, that, sure. I now I need to rework some things. Yeah, yeah, yeah really exactly. So that was the yeah. biggest problem with, with the original, was when I read the reports of basically, you find the sweet spot, and now every time you get, like, Shield X, you're like, well, I know it's 20 quid. So there's like, yep. okay, well, now, now it's just busy work in between yeah, dungeons, yeah. not and, an and, actual and, secondary gameplay. Completely. And very much, I was... When I when I stopped playing the game, I'm in the last dungeon, and I was essentially giving all of the items to the assistant in the shop, and she was selling. Greedy capitalist. She was selling all of the items um, and taking, I think, like a twenty percent cut or something like that. But it meant that I didn't need to be in the shop in the day. I could go out and do like another right. another dungeon run during the daytime. Right. And the, the 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 shop kind of gameplay, that management element, you just cut um, out entirely. I, I just I just got rid of it. Like yeah. That's... Well, that's why you hire people, man. Yeah, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like the pull of this game was. It I'm was a, a boss now, motherfucker. Yeah. Gameplay loop, and then they were like, "What if we took away the secondary gameplay loop?" Yeah. I told you that was a fucking pro. It's that's like... what life is about. <laughs> it's very much finish the game. Yeah, it seems to have very much brought it yeah, back in. Like, I I haven't finished the game. No, I'm still on the last dungeon. I haven't beaten the boss of the last dungeon. Mm, Once you do so, there is progress. then another. There's a fifth, uh, a fifth door, but I don't know whether that is a themed dungeon or just another, uh, like a main boss. I don't know what that is after that fifth door. The so DLC. You're on the penultimate door. Yeah, I'm at the penultimate door. Exactly, going through that dungeon. Um, the DLC um, says that it kicks in after the after you finish the main game, but I have already encountered um, some additional things that I hadn't. You so there's know, some quality had, so, of life min small things. Yes, in the there are some small Good. things, but also not just that. I I was running through one of the dungeons, and sometimes, occasionally, if you see a sparkle, if you see a couple of stars pop up on a black square which is a tile where you could fall down and you would lose some hit points normally and start back at the door mm. if, sometimes if you see some stars there and you fall down it you will go down to another, a lower level okay. and there will oh, be so an item back, down there they literally added depth no 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 so the depth was there already <laughs> but now you might rather than stars you might see some slime and if you fall into that area it takes you to a whole new dungeon so they are entering. There's a new with whole different areas. Dungeon. Well, so it's 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 they've 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 stayed on the level of depth. They've just expanded on that second level of depth. No, no. <laughs> so you went from a, a treasure room to an entire dungeon. No, so it wasn't always just the treasure room. It was a, uh, occasionally it was like a uh, a wave-based enemy 
sort of room uh, and stuff. So, yes, you have gone from, say, one room to then another level of dungeons. Oh, so your so. problem is that logistically they've added breadth, not depth. Yes, breadth, not and depth, exactly, depth. yes, yes. Hey, hey Ben, Dino <laughs> Fire, you know what I meant. <laughs> So, oh, that's been our pedant corner for, for this week. <laughs> oh, we were going to do that thing, and we didn't. Our, okay. our a new semi-segment where when we talk about games, we look at reviews and ask the person. Yeah. And we didn't. Fine. We didn't at all. We just, we've it's taken a break this week for pedant yeah. corner instead. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, they can, they can swap in and out. Been... As we... Is this contra? No, contra, contra. Um, um, speaking of uh, looking... Oh, not really. Um... Just download uh, a game on Steam. It's free. Uh, spell A T M A. Atma. It's free. It's like sixteen oh, bits. I thought you meant like eight zero when you said eighty. Yeah, that's why I thought eighty. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like uh, eighty miles. A delivery room simulators. T M A. It's a sixteen bit like action adventure game. It's just got really pretty art. I've only played like five minutes of it, but it's free. Yeah. Good. Looking it so, up. as a as a final thing for our listeners, go and do that. Mm. And now, listen to our favourite beers of the episode, Lucy. Mm. I'm going to come to you first, whilst Adel is, or was he was looking for Atma on his machine, Lucy. Oh, no, I just started Steam, so I wouldn't forget. <laughs> okay. All right, okay, okay. It's not my first rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> also, why so is there probably not enough simple. rodeo games? There's no uh, there, review games. Wasn't there one? There, there is one. It might, might have been on the Xbox. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just, like you know those um like booking. Rodeo That <laughs> 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 you have like in like the, uh, you know like in a arcade or something that just books you up. I'm sure there was a like game a booking bronco built. game. Yeah, booking bronco game. Is that yeah, part I'm of sure California that... Games 2000? <laughs> <laughs> I'm installing I'm sure there's a game. I'm gonna find that game. Nice, nice. Um, apparently it's like an hour long max. Um, so like nice 16 bit like hyper like drifter art puzzle and combat mechanics are interesting. Anyway, uh, beer. Um, I think on another day maybe this NLM from Wylam Track and North Brewing might have been my favourite. And despite the Yeast that is Jesus sitting at the bottom. Of, uh, I kind of want to dare you to drink that whole fucking glass. Oh, uh, drink it. A few more drink drinks it, in. Drink I would. I would. Don't you worry about that. But, um, <laughs> give me uh, a few would more dippers. Would you be dippers. able to find the Airbnb app? <laughs> no, I just walk around for six hours for no reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> Sorry. Looking at both of you. <laughs> <laughs> ben probably only spent an Birmingham's hour beautiful at 3 o'clock in the morning when there's no Go one around. Well. You've got no idea where you're going. Yeah, sure it is. Uh, um, <laughs> but the, I don't uh, have a tra- good track record with your city. No, you don't. <laughs> the A&E passing out walking for X hours. <laughs> Those are the three times I've been to Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, get married you were going to talk about a beer and then <laughs> I was like, hey, what about me? Stupidity. Mm. Nice, no, right. I'm just saying, gonna get married in Birmingham. The best of my life. Right. But who? Don't know. The we'll find out the next day. <sighs> True. <laughs> the. I guess it's 55. I'm sure 
like, is it the number? Do the numbers mean anything? I know you're saying this like last. Well, they used to. So the numbers used to mean things because mm. they used to do the. Um, so Brewer numbers always used to do the. Uh, the style is the first number, right? Yeah. yeah. And then oh, I don't know whether it was the works. batch or maybe not the batch, but at least a a recipe, perhaps. Oh, so okay. you know, it was either zero one, which was mm -hmm. a saison yeah. slash zero one, which was a I don't know lemongrass saison, yeah. say, and yeah. then zero two would be a different kind of saison. Yeah. Um, so that that's what they always used to do. But that's now why I they think... had to do the slashes because they sort of ran out of that one space, right? And I think yeah. I don't know if they if if they are if they had ten styles or whether they've now kind of realized that that was just like because like. Style inventory is ten. Recipe inventory was ten. They ran out of that. They did these slashes, yeah. but they didn't quite mean as much. And I'm wondering they, they if, when they moved had... the can, they were just like, "What if we put numbers there?" Because mm. yeah, whether whether fifty five is now just a recipe, and then it tells you underneath what the style is, perhaps instead. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know how yeah, it works anyway, out now. So... Because it's got the batch number on here, which is uh, right. zero five eight. But anyway, yeah, like bibliotech, they number theirs. But um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, this this is fifty five. But if anyone wants to pick it up, it's the red can. It's the only red, well, black, black can, can with red. It. Yeah, with the um, uh, red writing on it. And it is the double IPA sour cherry and raspberry. And yeah, I. I I'd say that's my favourite today. Um, it, was, it was just more of the style that I wanted. It wasn't sour, like I wouldn't say sour at all. It was more sweet. It was very much the sweetness from the fruits rather than the sourness. Um, mm. So I probably would have preferred it to be more sour, especially on a day like this. But um, you know, the weather's going to take you know take some responsibility for how I feel, but. The NLM, it was just a bit too thick and dense and yeah. resinous, and it wasn't what I wanted today. Um, I, I should have picked up. I wanted to go with Ben, and it's Ben's fault. Yeah. He said that he yeah. was too, and I was like, I mean, I, I, it's it all Ben's fault. fault. Yes, fault. I agree. <laughs> but I, I agree. I agree with you that NLM mm. might have might have uh, picked up. Uh, the recommendation um, on a different day, mm -hmm. uh, but it, it was just a bit too strong. It did get better as I drank it. It, it, mm -hmm. it, it kind of it, it sat on the palate a little bit better. Yeah, uh, it didn't feel quite as sort of stewy at the end. Getting a few more of the malts kick in towards right. the end, um, but the beer is such wasn't strong enough to overpower the previous beer. Um, it just felt as as a first kind of sip a very sort of like stewy. Griffins. resinous oily kind of thing <laughs> and yeah it got better it got better as i drank it but the dry and bitter yeah. was i mean and was really good from the off and i've been drinking um i've had like three pilsners before we started nice. um, <laughs> oh i see only like like yeah, super light super light you were talking about you know that those pilsner, I, I adults pilsner being like six and a half percent the ones i've been drinking have only been like four four and a half percent five percent um, beers about four of them it's fine yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, but the dry and bitter of the day <laughs> 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 the dry bitter was instantly was instantly really good um it was nice and fruity it was lovely and dank at the end it did um a, 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 and i had a nice flow to it yeah. Um, and and worked really kind of well, uh, especially 
it's i think is like with both of these beers they're kind of the first instance of those beers you're like okay i can see like the stages the dry mm-hmm. and bitter um great getting the sky towards the end you're like this re- this beer flows really really well and i'm I, it just it's a really nice beer. it's a really easy beer to to drink right. uh, and it was so cream so smooth as well that um even at eight and uh half percent mm-hmm. 8.5 percent it it gave a little bit of that but it would have been so easy just to have gone on to another one of those right. and just have kept yeah. drinking that all night um very very nice so it's it's yeah like as with lucy that the nlm for me is a an easy second place i think this week yeah, so, uh, but it's, yeah. it's like one of those that could easily have taken the first place. Like, yeah, yeah, it could have. Yeah, yeah, a bit colder and like the right day for it, and it's a it's a well made beer. Like, you recommend it? It just yeah. wasn't. Yes, yeah. Mm. yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's not Definitely. like those so, where it's like this one, not this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in so, a I'm in a similar boat, um, in that I think both of these are really good summer beers. Um, I think if it was slightly colder and I maybe did it first, I might have a slight, um, a more positive reaction to the cloud water. Um, mm. it, I, I, I think I did sort of mentioned I didn't feel the resinous thing that they said in the flavor text. By the end, I definitely was seeing it. Um, it was really nice when it was colder. It had the nice crispness of a pilsner. It was super carbonated. It's a hot fucking day that should just work. But you know what also works um, in hot days is I think I've, I've just become like a goza. Uh, like I've just they've turned me. Like I remember like two, a year and a half ago, I was like sours, gozas. No, you know what? It's that tartness, especially when it's cold, and the fact that it ended a bit sweet and salty. Like it just mm-hmm. it worked. It made me really enjoy and feel refreshed by the beer. And there were more things going on. It was more consistently i was reaching for it and not because it was drying me out or you know giving me a finish that i was like i'd like to replace this taste it was like i want more of this beer um so yeah the 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 collective projects goza with guava 4.9 percent um it just it had a little more depth but Mm -hmm. i really want to highlight that the cloud water and uh modern times pilsner was one of the like it had both depth and breadth as a pilsner, but it mm-hmm. just didn't do as many things because it's. I mean, that's kind of a limitation of being a pilsner. Yeah, but like, style, if you yeah. want a pilsner, I don't think you can go wrong with this beer. Like, yeah. it gives if you if you like sort of interesting taste in your beer, and but you're feel like you're looking for a pilsner. This is one of those which, like I said before, doesn't change that doesn't sort of nominally do the style but do enough differently that you're like well this is technically a pilsner but Mm. the reason why it's interesting is because all these departures from pilsner this was like how do we make an interesting and sort of deeper and sort of more interesting taste curve but retain the notion of a pilsner and it did it really really well but with the weather and the just general breadth of tastes um it's the collective projects uh, versus the Cloudwater, it's collective projects. Yeah, they make some good beers. Like, I've they do. Had... I mean, I think that's why they're one of the few Canadians that consistently. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they were at the festival that I last week. Mm. Yeah. 
Brady Angelo, that like is. Canada, but yeah. on that side of the country, I definitely will, should hit them up. But it's no, yeah, never, definitely. never in Ontario. Oh, it's a small place, you, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tax, second yeah. largest country in the world. Tiny, <laughs> tiny, tiny place. It's every time we talk about gozers, almost always makes me think about Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters? <laughs> Why is there not a Gozabuster fucking beer? Why isn't there just a beer called Gozer the Traveller? Or Slimer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Who knows? Someone's probably made it somewhere oh, we don't get yeah. beers from. I would assume. So, they've been our beers. I think, I think there's like Goza, Buster, the Keymaster. Like there, you gotta have like a bit of a layer. Are you the thing. gatekeeper? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> well, that remaster hit the Switch this week or two weeks ago. Did Ghostbusters. it? The Ghostbusters oh. game. Oh yeah, is that on the Switch? I th I'm pretty sure I saw it on the Switch store as the remaster. Maybe it came out in yeah, other I, I might be wrong. I might have just made that up. Anyways, no, ben, it was definitely. I definitely did see. I definitely saw uh, uh, it, some kind of presser back. about the about Ghostbusters remaster coming out. Yeah, it's coming Whoa. out. Um, I thought it was just on like PlayStation and Xbox. Sorry. We'll find out. It's actually Which on is, Raspberry Pi. <laughs> it's like a what, six, seven game. Yeah, it should Ooh. be able to run on all the things. On, on with the some upscaling. You'd think so. Yeah. yeah. I'd play that because I've never played it. No, I, I never I'd, played it. I'd, I'd play it on Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't pay for it. But I'd play oh, absolutely it. not. Absolutely yeah. not. It, according to Polygon.com, is fucking yeah. I'll accept your cookies. God damn it! <laughs> it, it the remaster is coming out on Windows PC, Xbox One, PlayStation Four, and the Nintendo Switch. I was right. What day? Oh, I think it's already out. That came and went, and I didn't. Yeah. Even so this Polygon article was May thirtieth. Um, wow, okay. A little yeah, while ago then. Yeah, it was, so, I, I, like I said, I'm sure a while I saw ago. it out on the, like, actually on the Switch store. Um, yeah. Are you on the uh, Canada store? Nah, I don't <laughs> You don't know if you're on the Canada store? It'll say dollars instead of pounds if, um... No, I wasn't on any... I'll Xbox New Games. Uh, Why yeah, are we doing this? <laughs> well, we just need, people need it's to know, right? Quid. People need to know. It is 25 quid on all the shops. When did it come out? I can't see it on Xbox. Etherborn. I'll talk about that next week. Yeah, yeah, because I'm only yeah. an hour or yeah. minutes in. Yeah, you'll be finished with it soon. Talk about that next week. Yeah. I can't oh, see maybe, it. Oh, maybe. No, it's though. apparently, even though there's sales. Um, uh, for twenty five quid on all the stores, it's not coming out in December. Okay, as I thought. As mm. I thought, it's not a little it. while away then. Oh. Yeah. What, what, what if Adil was bad at both the internet and podcasting? <laughs> There's a bundle is, called. Is Gozer is Gozer in that game? Is who? Gozer, mate. Who? Gozer Actually, the Traveler. Accidents will happen is a uh, free pack of um, <laughs> what's that called? Uh, <laughs> Danger Zone. Um, um, what are they? I actually don't. What press release are reading now? <laughs> dangerous goal, dangerous driving, and danger, danger zone driving, one yes. and two. 
is in the ultimate danger bundle. Oh, you so think I so, thought yeah. which just changed its name as I clicked on it. Oh no. Um I am looking, I don't see goes no, accidents will happen. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, this is very important. This is like you know how you know how like WB like announced like the Batman remaster yeah. and which will have what is it? Night Asylum and City. Even yeah, though there's already a no not origins. But there was already a... There's enough games called Origins at the moment. But, um, <laughs> but there was already a City and Asylum remaster. And now they're having another one. This is even more egregious. Because there's a bundle that's called Accidents Will Happen. Which is Dangerous Driving, Danger Zone, and Danger Zone 2. I didn't know they mm. did Zone 2. Yeah. And then there's also a bundle. <laughs> which has all of those games and Dangerous Golf. There's a bundle with three games and there's a bundle with four games. Oh, okay. I assume the bundle with four games is cheaper than is the same price plus no, a reduced it's... price for I the golf know. game. Let's okay, it's not ten pounds more, nine pounds ninety nine more. Um, let's search for dangerous golf. Dangerous golf has got to be like a five pound game at this point. At the most, yeah. No, it's probably still like. Fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, or maybe. We'll play. Uh, what is it, Bruce Forsythe's? Uh, Apparently, the pilot. Ghostbusters game has a new boss called. I don't want to look at the It's fourteen ninety nine. Bang on! 1499. I won. Mm, right, so we've degenerated. <laughs> we've degenerated into just searching and for games how? and the prices of games and things like that. So. That is us for this week. We've told you our favourite beers of the week, Lucy. If people mm. want to tell you about. Whether they think your goes of the traveller bundle I should get. Yes. Tell me which bundle I should get. Um, at Juicy Least 9 everywhere. Nice. Uh, Adol, if people want to tell you and talk to you about Vigo, the Vigo Carpathian. The Carpathian. Vigo! How do they do so? Yeah, um, and they should reach me at the Omniarch on all of the things except Switch, but to find that out, you should just contact me on the other things. Nice, and if you'd like to tell me how I'm the asshole mayor of New York, you can do so at Nova underscore 47 almost everywhere. We as a peoples are at TankTap underscore cast. No, we're not. Fuck. We know there's no underscore no more at TankTap cast. At gmail.com. TankTap on Twitter. And on the Instagram. Hooray. Go there, look at photos. Go to Twitter, look at things, do stuff. We need hang to out, find... go to outoflives.net. It's a party. shame MySpace is dead, because otherwise I'd go back and make <laughs> MySpace. Yeah, I had one, my... MySpace. no, I had two MySpace friends. I never got into MySpace. I Instantly click on Lucy's MySpace. page and it's just, hmm? I don't want to know what love is. <laughs> just kicks in with that, just a sort of random 80s ballad as soon as you come onto her page. Yeah. Just I mean, I that they killed that suck because I kind of wanted to go back. I'm sure if I picked a top five songs or whatever, boy, would I love to know what my top five songs of 2003 were. <laughs> Mate, MySpace, I'm sure it still exists somewhere. No, no, they, 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 there was your... a big press release that they were archiving and they were deleting all their archive content. Like, mm. yeah, they died didn't they lose like, three it? months ago. Yeah, yeah, it was like... like didn't they lose it? Yeah. Or they didn't delete they no, no, they, they literally there were we like, go. we can't keep this up anymore, there's no mm. point in being round. And then, the, like, the internet, like, held its breath and were like, my social media isn't permanent? Yeah, but one bloke sat there going, I'm paying £10 a month 
to keep everyone's page <laughs> fucking active on yeah. the internet. Tom, I don't want to pay ten pound a month. The guy's name is Tom, your first MySpace friend. Can you still? <laughs> can you still go to MySpace? Can you still go to? I don't MySpace? know. I, I Everyone mean, research that as an extracurricular, <laughs> out of hours, out of podcast hours activity. I was looking now, but you'll never know because we're done. Bye. 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 You know in. The first X-Men. I like how you when... didn't even pause. Like, <laughs> is that even going to be a clean cut? Because you're like, no, this no, no, e- I have a this new needs thing to, to go on the end. <laughs> go on the end. You know, like <laughs> X-Men, that guy who turned into a... P- when he... Oh, the... the, the, the yeah. Wrong. The, you're, you're talking about the politician <laughs> who got the senator, yeah. yeah. What did he do, Lucy? <laughs> That's how I feel. Is that the bloke that walked out of the sea? Yeah. The guy who got mutinized. <laughs> oh, if there's going to be a gif of any of our episodes, it's that right yeah. there. I might watch that film again. <laughs> that was a good It's a good film. Yeah, yeah. it's a great film. Like, one? I love that. Yeah. Yeah. X2 is. X2 is okay, but boy, is X3. <laughs> no. Yeah, and, and almost Did every you see? Is it Wolverine Origins? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Wolverine Origins, and then later, The Wolverine. The, and like, then Assassin's thing. Creed Origins. <laughs> <laughs> Wolverine Odyssey. Yeah. Oh, man, Wolverine I Brotherhood. Wolverine <laughs> I would definitely watch Wolverine Black Flag. Can you imagine Wolverine in like the exists. 1700s uh, being a pirate? <laughs> Isn't that that Peter Pan film that uh, yeah, he started? Oh no, was he in a Peter was Pan? He wasn't a Hook, yeah. was he? Was he? No, he not the original Hook. Like the Hook that came out in like the last years. He was. Yeah, he was in um, Pan. He was in a P- yeah. He was literally just called Pan. <laughs> there you go. It's <laughs> green black flag. Gross. Oh, I'm glad we extended this recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is def- all all of that, including <laughs> including the keyboard sounds and me alt tabbing and looking. Yeah. At- <laughs> well, I'll press stop now. Yeah, I will. www.outoflives.net